Hello, and welcome to the Art of Management podcast, where we will help you, the practice owner, reach the full potential of your practice. I'm Janice Wheeler, the president of AMI. Thank you so much for checking our podcast, and I hope you find this episode super useful. Hi there. Today, I thought I would talk about how to make marketing easier. Not easy because it just isn't but there are a lot of things you can do to make it easier. Part of it is understanding um, the different types of marketing and what each one involves and who to go to for help with that. Like, let's start off with everybody goes, oh, I need a website. All right, but did you know that there are different people who are responsible for different parts of your website and its usage? For instance, you have a programmer. He knows how to program, or she, and set up the background data. Number two, you have a designer who makes it look really pretty and interesting. Number three, you have a content person who actually figures out what are the buttons that should be in there, the calls to action that you should have on your website. Um, Do not have a dissertation on all the schools and awards that the doctor has achieved. Just say he is a dentist uh, since blah, 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 or she, and you basically uh, went to this school and you have a family or you love sports or whatever else you want to say. Make it short. People are not reading to find out what awards you got in school. Did you get one for this or that? It's just not important. It takes up space and clutters up your website. Just thought I'd throw that in there. (laughs) Okay, good. So the content person has to be smart about these things. What should be in your website and what doesn't need to be. Um, Other things as examples of content as a short uh, 30 second to one minute video of the owner of the practice talking about why they have this practice. What's their passion? That sort of thing. Um, You know, your services that you offer, but don't make them long. This is not an educational tool, particularly. It is meant to tell people you're there, you can help them. And so you want to keep the content uh, precise, but fun. Okay, so that's your designer person along with the content person, how they make it sound like a fun place to come, like it's relaxing or whatever your specialty is, whether you're a relaxing person and whether you are fun with kids or, you know, whatever you want to emphasize, those are things the content person um, puts in there, but the design person has to design along with that. So now you've got a website and it's been designed and the content is all there and it's all very pretty and everything. And it just sits there hanging in space online but nobody can find it unless you have a search engine optimization person. Now, don't get the idea that one human being knows how to do all of those hats, all of those functions perfectly. They don't, haven't run into one yet. Bigger companies that have a whole team have one who's the content person. They have one who does the design and so on and so on. So that is Basically what you're looking for, not a one-man show or two-man show, but rather a group that have specialties that can put your website together in the most optimum way because that's why you're spending all that money on it is to have it be something that makes people call you. 
that's the basic purpose of a website is so people can find you, look at it, go, I like you, and I'm going to call you. And there has to be like calls to action or call now for an appointment. Call us if you have a question. You know, these kind of calls to action are very important. So you've got your website hanging there in space. Search engine optimization guy takes over and gets you listed everywhere, gets the right things behind the website so that Google can look behind the pages and uh, find content and list it and get you found when people put in things uh, to search like um, I have a toothache this morning or my dog has a wet nose. Is that good or bad? Um, you want to have things like that in your content, like maybe blogs on your website that have take up pretty common topics with common words that people use so that when the person is a potential patient or client is sitting at home and they're entering something into uh, the internet to search for, um, you know, is my, my dog's dr uh, nose is dry. <laughs> okay, we know that's a bad thing. Uh, so what do I do about it? There should be um, a connection between you and that question that Google will find you and find your answer to it. All right. So that's what your search engine optimization is all about is helping Google find, connect you to people from your website to them when they're putting in questions and searching for answers. All right. So then you want to have your social media connected to your website. You should have a Facebook page. I mean, everybody knows this. And when I actually meet with um, healthcare professionals to analyze their practice, which by the way, I do for free, we do a nice deep dive into your practice, into every aspect. Well, obviously, one of them is going to be what marketing are you doing? And I get a frequent answer on Facebook. Yeah, we have a page, but I'm not sure anything's been added to it. So that makes it pretty useless. It's supposed to be a fun, entertaining, informative, uh, inclusive kind of activity on Facebook that makes your patients or clients want to go there frequently. They can post things. They can send messages. They can like things that you've posted. Um, you know, there can be a whole variety of things that can be on your Facebook page, but mostly it can't be just advertising, 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 advertising. Uh, that's not going to entertain anybody and make them want to come back or send their friend over to your Facebook page to see the cute joke that you told or, um, you know, some service that you offer that actually had a huge success with a patient or a client, you know, that kind of thing. Um, okay, good. Then there's Instagrams. Now, this is a very interesting one because I've been learning all about this over the last few years as well from the staff that I've hired and they've been teaching me things um, for our company on Instagrams. And there's a lot of um, changes happening on that and people do look at them and sometimes you will get new patients from them. Uh, there are additional things like TikTok, um, which will get you the younger people, maybe under 30-ish, but it used to be for teenagers and now it's those people are growing up and it's becoming more sophisticated and more important. And of course, there's Twitter and, you know, some of the others. But the point is that if you have some of those things going actively, 
you will have a marketing division for your business, even if it's only an online one. However, I don't want you to forget that your marketing division should include a lot of other traditional marketing methods. One of them is internal marketing. I've done podcasts on this that you can go and check out um, because internal marketing is going to impress the patients that you have coming in. It's your service. It's how they're greeted. It's how the staff are attired. It's how they answer the phone and whether it's answered correctly and with an upbeat voice or hi, Dr. So-and-so's office, can I help you? Like they're annoyed to take the phone call. You know, there's a lot of um, things that add up to internal marketing. Even your sales presentation, like your treatment presentation to the patient, that's part of your internal marketing. How your practice runs, is it on time? That's part of your marketing. All, uh, all sorts of things are internal marketing and are very important because that patient is going to go out and tell their friends and family and neighbors and coworkers about you if they are really impressed by your practice. Not only that, you're going to get Google reviews or rate MDs, which can be good or can be bad, and it will depend on the amount of service that they got. Then there is traditional external marketing, which believe it or not, flyers are still awesome. There are ways to make them more productive than other ways. There's a lot of bad flyers going out there. I get a bunch at my home every month uh, advertising practices in my area. And some of them are like done on a black background, which I don't know. I don't like that. It's like when I think of healthcare, I think of white and green and blue and, you know, colors that um, are pure and so on. That's just me, but I've done a lot of surveys and found out it's not just me. So just uh, keep it simple. Don't put a menu of services that you offer. Ask some questions like, do you have trouble with, I'm going to take a dental example, even though I know other people are listening to this, but like, um, are your teeth crooked and would you like them straighter? Um, you know, um, do you have a toothache? Does your jaw hurt when you bite down? Um, these kind of questions, they engage the person in a thought process and make them pay attention to the rest of your flyer. If you have a menu of items and they don't understand some of the words in it, they're just a flat thing. It's just like your eyes scan down it, but you don't really think about it. So that's something to keep in mind. And I've done uh, webinars and podcasts and YouTube videos on these very subjects because they're super important. You need to spend your money wisely. And then I'm going to add one more thing just to this potpourri of information on marketing made easier. And that's you can waste an outrageous amount of money. And it's a complete tragedy when you have staff who are not trained on how to handle shoppers on the front desk. And I haven't met one yet that was, just so you know. We've worked with 1,800 doctors, and I've talked to an awful lot more receptionists than that. And they're not fully trained on it. We have a sales workshop that we do with our clients and their staff, and it's very important that staff on the front desk know how to handle shoppers because one for one, almost 100% can be turned into a new patient in your practice with the proper 
care and conversation on the part of the receptionist who's answering it. So there you go. For more information on marketing, go to the podcast list that I have on Anchor and see if uh, there are other topics that are more specific that you are interested in. And if you like this podcast, do share it with your friends and stay tuned for more. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. If you feel your practice should be doing better, please reach out to us for our free practice analysis by going to our website at amican.com. That's A-M-I-C-A-N.com or call us at 416-466-6217. We have worked with more than 1,800 clients over the last 31 years and helped them take full control of their practices without sacrificing their precious family time. Also on our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter for helpful tips on how to manage your practice.